Is Zay Flowers the next T.Y. Hilton or Elijah Moore? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON in the game. I am Marcus Mosier. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. She is Kate Majuk. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. We're, uh, we're continuing on in these rookie evaluations. Uh, we've got the combine just, just barely out of reach here. Next week. We're making progress in the offseason, which is just it, it gets us one step closer to football season. Kickoff is only 199 days away. Uh, so today we're talking about Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers, one of my favorite players in the draft. We're going to discuss potential landing spots, dynasty value, where he ranks currently among uh, the rookies. But let's just first start with the player. When you sat down and watched Zay Flowers, what type of player did you see? Gadgety. Um so it, it's actually really interesting because the way he was utilized at Boston College, um, for those of you unfamiliar, he's he's a pretty small guy, right? Like, uh, you know, right around 180, 510. Um, he's, he's small. He's not. I, I got his exact measurements here. It's uh, okay, 5092, so closer to 5'9 than 5'10, okay. 183 pounds. Okay. Not not the most glowing uh, recommendation in terms of like your alpha wide receivers. That's, that's not the profile you're looking at, but he was largely utilized on the outside at Boston college, which is fascinating. Like you think of this, these shifty twitchy guys as guys that'll play out of the slot, um, get some of those leverage against linebackers that don't have as much of that twitch. That wasn't what you saw in terms of his utilization um, played outside in 70 or sorry 66 percent of plays um i have to say marcus i was a little bit more underwhelmed mm. than i think the general public is so this is going to be my pitch to you to please please get me because i i mentioned the twitch i mentioned uh you know like he he moves in a, a special way he can be a very uh angry runner after the catch but my issue is he has to get those catches, right? Drops have been a huge issue throughout, throughout his career. Not so much a, a problem for fantasy, but, you know, like he's a pretty small guy. And if if we're seeing some of those drops, uh, some of those issues at the college level, I just don't know how that's going to translate to the NFL. Um, and then there's my concern just about the fact that, uh, again, he's he's kind of small. He wasn't consistent enough Highlight reel is amazing, but then when you watch play to play, I'm less impressed. Yeah, so let's let's start with the size. It's not good, right? Like, there's a difference between being not good for the NFL and not good for fantasy, right? Like, he's plenty big enough to be an NFL player. Like, 
Don't worry about that. But when it comes to being a consistent producer in fantasy leagues, 5'9", 180 is pretty small. Like We just don't see those guys consistently produce year over year. Um, however, this is somebody that has great speed. He is, can separate, like I think, I think he's just one of the best separators in the class. He can play in the outside. He can play in the slot. Um, I actually like his ability to go up and get the ball a little bit. Like for a guy that's undersized, he's not afraid at getting into these contested catch situations. I do think he's got some of this. I, listen, I know this is a, a a huge comp, right? That he'll never, ever, ever be able to get. But I think there are some flashes of Antonio Brown to his game where he just plays bigger than his size. He just gets open all the time. However, he's got to find the right team, the right landing spot, be in the right offense to ever become, you know, a 1,300-yard receiver, 1,400-yard receiver. But I do think the talent is there. See, for me, the the comparison to Antonio Brown, even in the most basic of ways, uh, it it feels like, you know, we're we're just – talking about these, you know, relatively smaller wide receivers that we know can make plays. I don't think that the issue is that Zay Flowers can't make plays. He absolutely can. Um, But I do also think that, you know, when he's putting himself in these contested catch situations, like the good thing is he can jump, right? He's got plenty of explosion there. Um, He can go up and get the ball. He can, he can post one-on-one in contested catch situations, but uh the issue for me is he has to go up far too much. That interrupts your route. Anytime you have to jump up and get that ball, it interrupts your route. You're going to need a quarterback uh, with just perfect accuracy or if you're Zay Flowers. Right. Or you're going to need an offense that just doesn't put him in those situations, right? Where basically you, you utilize his quickness and speed to get him open, and you're throwing him the ball with him you know, two and a half, three seconds of a snap, right? And it's not these, hey, this is a YOLO ball down the sideline. Zay Flowers, go make a play. Because honestly, if he's put into that situation, more often than not, it's just not going to work because NFL defensive backs are too good. So I want to see him in an offense that snap, ball out, he's getting the target, and now go make a play after the catch. That's where I think he could thrive. I think that's totally fair. Now, I I don't want to be all negative. So I I think there's plenty of, plenty of exciting things to talk about, but um, still, I still have a few concerns that, that I want us to, uh, to dispel as we, as we walk through this evaluation. Yeah. So uh, let's talk uh, about some of those concerns and some of our favorite potential landing spots for him coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by ultimate football GM, You've heard us talk about this mobile game app before, and I can't tell you how much fun I had competing against the fellow Lockdown NFL host, Chris Carter, Lockdown Steelers. So it's actually our Lockdown NFL champion. Uh, now it's your turn to compete. More on that in just a second. But if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, well, the dream can come true because this app is definitely, definitely for you. You're going to manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, and lead your team to glory trying to build a dynasty. With the Ultimate Football GM app, you're going to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, 
and all the ups and downs of the season. All this in a challenging but realistic game world. The Ultimate Football GM app is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to and when you want to. We've created a Lockdown League for you to compete against other Lockdown fans all over the world. Can you be the Ultimate Lockdown Football GM? Choose the Lockdown League in the App Store to join. Let's see if you can create a football dynasty. Lockdown Dynasty listeners will get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKDOWN in the game store. That is LOCKDOWN, all in caps. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Okay, you have some other concerns about Zay Flowers. Uh, I'd like to hear those. So... Marcus, you've mentioned the route running, right? Again, I need to talk about some, you know, I think inconsistencies in that ability to separate because he's got the speed 100%. But I feel like it doesn't show up enough off outside of that highlight reel. Uh, you know, I feel like I've seen far too many clips of DBs just hanging step by step with him, um, which I didn't really expect because, you know, pre- uh, you know, pre-tape, uh, obviously one of the, the biggest notes on Zay Flowers is that speed. Um, where Where is he projected to run? In the Somewhere in the four threes, correct? Yeah, or high four threes, low four fours for sure. And I, I think that speed doesn't show up as often in between the highlights. This is my whole thing. Every single positive trait that I'm pulling up for Zay Flowers, I feel like I don't see it enough um, from play to play. He, he doesn't feel as fast to me in terms of his actual game speed as he projects in his 40-yard dash. He feels quick, but he doesn't always feel fast. Mm. Okay. I can see that. Um, I do think the Boston College offense didn't necessarily – uh, always allow him to show off his speed. I will say this. Last year, according to PFF, um, Zay Flowers was in the 90th percentile in separation percentage, 87th percentile in the separation percentage versus single coverage. So the numbers are really good there. But again, when he plays some more top-end cornerbacks, I do think you see him being a little bit more uh, covered a little bit better. But Again, I, I think the offense in the NFL is going to be so important for him. Can they find whoever drafts him? Can you find ways to avoid off or avoid being pressed? Can you put him in the slot? Can you hide him behind a tight end to give him a free release? Because I think if you do those things, I do think you'll see him creating a lot of separation pretty consistently. Against man coverage uh, in the 2022 season. 90th in passer rating when targeted, 139th in yards per route run, 98th in terms of yards after the catch per reception, mm. 147th in yards per reception. And that's among uh, wide receivers who had at least 20 targets against man and zone coverage. Um, zone was a little bit better, but like the stats outside of his dominator rating, not overly impressive i like again and this is i don't i don't want i'm so torn on zay flowers marcus so here's the issue i came in to my evaluation for zay flowers knowing that he is 
pro football folks number two ranked wide receiver. Um, it, you know, he's a lot of people's number two ranked wide By the receiver. Way, that, that's, that's high. I love Zay Flowers, but that's high for me. That's a hot take for me. Um, and, uh, you know, coming into, uh, you know, this evaluation, we also look at the uh, projected draft capital, right? Like he's projected to go in the first round. Um, at, Late first at round, early at, second round for sure. Yeah, right? at, at the time of this re- yeah. recording, um, word is that he could be going in the late first. And I'm I'm looking at some of the other wide receivers in this class, like, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I'm like, how are we – What what is, what is so, the disconnect? I got a couple questions for you. I, I see somebody who could be have a T.Y. Hilton-like career, right, where – if he's in the right offense, he could function as a number one receiver because he does have down the field speed. He's a good route runner and can win underneath. However, I could see a possibility where he gets Elijah Moore a little bit where super good you know, prospect and talent. But because you're 5'9", you're only going to be able to play a specific spot in an offense. And if you have subpar quarterback play, it might not translate to fantasy. So... Is that more what you envision happening here? My exact comp for him was Elijah Moore, but not good hands. That okay. that was my exact comp for him. And that, like, it, again, to be clear, I love Elijah Moore. I love the talent. And the differentiator there is that Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore for me, had the best hands of the class. Yep. Zay Flowers, not so much. So, you know, I think another thing that makes Say Flowers a really challenging, um, you know, scouting uh, person is that, you know, the quarterback play at Boston College, not great. Um, there were a lot of underthrown balls. So, like, you you know, there were, all, there were a lot of missed opportunities, I would say, where you didn't really get to see what, you know, Flowers could have done in certain situations because the balls were underthrown. They were off tart. Like, there yeah. were a lot of different variables. But – for me, he feels like a big, a big wild card that um, I do worry based on draft capital. If he if he comes up into the first round, we're going to see a big jump in fantasy value. And we just keep seeing these players who, you know, they're undersized, uh, generally speaking. And we're looking for those those guys that can come in and yep. be twitchy and and, you know, get leverage on these, these linebackers, uh, break these plays off, but we keep seeing, you know, these undersized guys every single year and they're not panning out for fantasy just yet. I will say landing spots going to be really key, which brings me to the next point, uh, over at pro football focus, you can see how often a player has been drafted by a certain team. So these are the three teams that have drafted Zay flowers the most in their mock draft simulator. You tell me whether you like it or not. First one, chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so Marcus, um, I think y- we, you and I have, uh, both agreed that the chargers are in need of wide receiver. You seem to project them going up for more of these alpha, like you, you love yes. like Quentin Johnston. Uh, well, yeah. What I want them to do is add speed to their offense. I feel like we talked about Jalen Hyatt last week. That's somebody that I would really like to see because he brings a vertical threat. I think Zay Flowers can do it, but in a different way than Hyatt. Okay. 
Um, I like that fit just because of the quarterback accuracy. I think that's, yeah. that's what, that's what gets me there. I love the speed. Um, I, I love everything about that, but um, you know, I look at that as a solid fit more so with the knowledge that, Hey, you know, Keenan Allen might be yeah. uh, towards the end of his career. Maybe Zay flowers is a guy who, though he hasn't historically played out of the slot can come in and fill that role because he do, does have that twitchy movement. He has uh, some really nice speed to complement that offense. Uh, next two teams. And this is where it gets hard. The bears and the giants. No, no. And no, and say, that this is my problem with say flowers is there. Obviously the bears and the giants aren't great situations for a wide receiver. However, there are receivers that out there that if you told me got drafted by the Bears, I'd be like, you know what? I think that makes a lot of sense. To me, I think Zay Flowers is too similar to Darnell Mooney, and you're just being blocked by a guy that's already established, and you have Chase Claypool. Like, If Zay Flowers went to Chicago, it probably helps their offense, but I think it just craters Zay Flowers' dynasty value. And I, I mean, same thing in terms of, of the giants. How many times can the giants continue to draft these smaller wide receivers in hopes that they're getting, um, you know, a a really explosive player. And they like, that's, that's what they would be getting with Zay flowers, like to be clear, but they have, uh, you know, like I, I like Wondell Robinson as that guy who adds this element of they're they're too similar, even though like flowers has more speed, they both, probably have to be used as a, out of the slot. At least you would like to do that. Yes. And like, for me, this is, this is when you look at offenses like the bears, like the giants, where I think you need more of a core receiver. You need somebody who has that chance of being an alpha one and being, you know, one of your franchise receivers, not a guy that I think is more of a luxury pick than Zay Flowers. Like, Zay Flowers, to me, feels like a luxury pick. I, I, I got a, a good situation for him. We mentioned those three teams. I'm going to give you one more, all right? There's a team out there in the NFC that desperately needs to add some more speed and some uh, another target to their offense. What about Zay Flowers to Minnesota, kind of replacing Adam Ooh. Thielen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, I mean, he's I... not going not gonna to obviously be a number one receiver there, but – I could see a situation where by like year two, he's 950 yards and seven touchdowns like pretty quickly as the number two guy in that offense. I, I mean, I definitely think that um, Minnesota super interesting pick. He's probably going to be available right around that spot. Uh, they draft 24 overall um, in terms of team needs. I'd much rather see Minnesota invest in the defense. Um, but obviously like we, you know, we, we saw this year um, as Adam Thielen continues to decline in age, uh, you know, they're going to need some other asset on that team to step up. So I get it. I think they have more pressing needs elsewhere. Um, this is, this is my suggestion. How about Buffalo at 28? Mm. It's not a bad fit. It's not, I could see Josh Allen utilizing his speed. Um, I think to me that's like a slightly above average fit. See, I mean, we saw this year they were looking for that speed, right? They brought Smokey Brown back. 
uh, in the playoffs. Like that was a move purely on, on the basis of speed. They brought Cole Beasley back, which again, they were, they've been missing this, uh, you know, reliable slot receiver. Um, again, I'm just projecting him into the slot because I, I think that's probably fair. I think, I think there's a chance. I don't mean to be sizest, but yeah, well, I I think there's a chance he plays 30% of the snaps on the outside, but I think, I have to believe that most teams are going to be looking at him as a guy that's going to play a lot in the slot. Yeah, I think that's that's fair, but I'm all in. I, I'm all in on the Bills. That's right. that's my. Uh, let's talk about his current dynasty value, okay, and where he ranks among the rest or the rest of the rookie wide wide receivers. Next. All right, Kate. Let's uh, let's dive into some dynasty league football rankings right now. Uh, they have him ranked as wide receiver seven. Just ahead of him, Jalen Hyatt, uh, Josh Downs, uh, Keyshawn Boot, who we're going to talk about maybe a little bit later. But Zay Flowers, wide receiver seven. Does that feel right? Feels a little low, even for me, who spent this entire uh, podcast being admittedly skeptical on the the potential here. Do you like him better than Jalen Hyatt, who we talked about last week? I do not. I'll take Jalen Hyatt. Um, But I I think – uh, oof. and so, that's tough, Marcus. That's really tough because you see the the potential if if things go right. Um, you know, Josh Downs, he's another uh, undersized guy mm-hmm. out of North Carolina. Um, Jordan Addison, also a, a relatively small guy in, in terms of his frame. Like this is a relatively small receiver class. Like yeah, we, it, we don't it, have it, a lot of big big. We've dudes. got one. We've got one, Quentin Johnson, and that's yep. that's about it. So currently being drafted like 13th, 14th overall in rookie draft, so top of the second round. To me, that feels about right. That feels like a good, um, you know, a, a good sort of halfway point for me where, uh, again, I have that sort of skepticism about, um, you know, it, it's all going to depend on landing spot for me because if the right landing spot comes up, uh, say it is to the Bills or perhaps the Chargers, um, I could see him making his way up to, you know, maybe wide receiver four, wide receiver five. Yeah. yeah. But as it. of now, like I'll take Kayshawn Boot, I'll take Jalen Hyatt, uh, Josh Downs kind of at a 50-50 spot, but that, that feels about right. I get, yeah. I- I feel like I've been saying this with all the receivers that we've looked at so far. The landing spot's going to be key, but I think especially when you get to these undersized receivers, the five nine, hundred and eighty pound guys, if they don't go with a quarterback that's accurate enough to throw to smaller receivers and an offense that knows how to utilize them, they can just get lost in the shuffle. And like Elijah Moore is a perfect example where, listen, he dominated in the SEC. We saw him be good in a six game stretch in 2021, all of a sudden he goes to a new offense with erratic quarterback play. And he's just completely irrelevant. Uh, there's a chance that happens to save flowers as well. I I'm hoping not, but as much as I like him, and as much as I draft Twitter, likes him, you've got to at least acknowledge that that's a possibility when you get guys that are this small. I think the range of outcomes is especially wide for Zay Flowers. Like either he is going to be a superstar or we're not going to be talking about him in two years. And I feel like there's not a ton 
in between for me. But again, I feel like I'm, I'm so much lower. I just, you know, fantasy Twitter is a bit cooler on him than draft Twitter, but draft Twitter really likes this guy. And um, I, I find myself a little bit cooler, but I, you know, got to keep digging. I'm, I'm going to keep watching him because I want to see. Downer over here. It's fine. I know. I, I, I feel like this is not the way to start off our week, Marcus. But... That's all right. No, that's all right. A, a little good argument to start Monday off is always a great way for me. So I like Zay Flowers a little bit more. I'm just optimistic that he's going to land in a better situation because I too can't land in a worse situation than the Jets like for somebody like Elijah Moore. So please, 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 Zay Flowers. <laughs> Don't break another somewhere. one, NFL draft. Don't break another one. Yes. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the show wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube as well. Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Magic. Check out her work at the Gaming Society. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys back here on Thursday and Friday, Matt and Ryan, Tuesday, Wednesday, to break down more NFL draft prospects as we get ready for the NFL Combine, which happens, believe it or not, next week. Uh, See you guys tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday.